Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, writer, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's edition of Ghana in Focus, it's a special because on Wednesday, the 21st of September, is the Earth Day of Ghana's first president, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. So I will be replaying you uh, the life and legacy of Kwame Nkrumah that was first aired last year. So before we get into this week's podcast, uh, just to inform you that this podcast was is being sponsored by Grace Me Ghana. Grace Me Ghana is a fantastic initiative that seeks to help and develop Ghanaian farmers to produce more uh, crops that can help them feed their families and also pay for Medicare, but more importantly, make Ghana food secure. Because right now, Ghana is importing a lot of food. And so by having these great initiatives like Growth for Me Ghana, it is helping Ghanaian farmers become more productive and hence uh, making Ghana more physical. So what a fantastic way to help contribute to this by being a sponsor of Grow For Me Ghana. So please, uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor of Grow, of a Ghanaian farmer, just check the link for Grow For Me Ghana. I will leave you in the footnotes to this podcast. Again, also, just to let you uh, be aware that two weeks' time, on the 30th of September, at 10 p.m. UK time, I'll be doing a live Q&A on Zoom uh, regarding anything you want to know about Ghana, uh, the cost of living, price of goods and services, land in Ghana, particular Accra, renting in Ghana, particular Accra, anything you want to know about Ghana, we'll have a live Q&A on the 30th of September at 10 p.m. UK time. So again, I will drop the... Uh, the link and also the um, password and how to, you know, get onto the live Q&A in the footnotes again of the podcast. So let's get straight into the podcast, looking at the life and legacy of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, uh, Ghana's first president, whose Earth Day or birthday it will be on Wednesday, the 21st of September and so, like I mentioned earlier, one uh, I did the original podcast for this look at the life and legacy of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah last year. So I'll just uh, put the uh, the link to that podcast uh, for those of you who may have not listened to it. On again the footnotes of this discussion, but briefly about Kwame Nkrumah. So he was Ghana's first president, and he was the one who actually led Ghana. Um, or one well, became the mainstay that led Ghana into uh, political independence from uh, British rule. So uh, before that, you know, Kwame Nkrumah um, was trained was trained actually to be a a, a Roman priest, Catholic priest. He had no intention to be a um, a politician, but when he was uh, in Ghana, 
he met an African called Namdi Ezekwe, who then became later on one of the first uh, presidents or prime ministers of what is called Nigeria. So when he met Namdi Ezekwe, Namdi Ezekwe was a great Pan-African revolutionary. Uh, he began to study in, in Kwame Nkrumah, the young Nkrumah, uh, the virtues of Pan-Africanism. To the extent that, you know, because of what he had listened from uh, Namdi Ezekwe, that Kwame Nkrumah, you know, uh, then uh, turned his attention from being a Catholic priest into wanting to do, you know, wanting to enter the field of politics. So he was able to get a scholarship uh, from Ghana to go to America, where he uh, studied at the prestigious Lincoln University. And it was while his time in America, that's when he, he became familiar with champions of Pan-Africanism, like W.E.B. Du Bois, du Bois uh, George Padmore, uh, J.A. Rogers, but more importantly, Marcus Mazai Garvey. So, of the time that Kwame Nkrumah spent in America, he said that of all the books that I read, none of them fired me up more than the philosophies and opinions of Marcus Mazai Garvey. So, you know, it was that book which I recommend that you should get, The Philosophies and Opinions of Marcus Mazai Garvey, that's the opinion the most, and that's what even engaged him to become a Pan-African revolutionary that he became. And so, uh, to cut a long story short, you know, when Nkrumah was in America, he saw firsthand of the vicious anti-black racism that African people in America were getting because Nkrumah himself faced that racism himself when he was studying and also when, you know, uh, because he was supplementing his, his studies, he had a, a, a part-time job and that part-time job that he did, he witnessed a lot of anti-black racism directed towards him. So Kwame Nkrumah firsthand saw the vicious anti-black or anti-African racism that African Americans in America were being subjected to. So to cut on the story short, after he uh, finished his studies in America, he went to the UK to again uh, do another PhD. And at this time in London, uh, this is where he became uh, instrumental in organizing the first Pan-African Congress in 1945, along with other uh, Africans in the UK, who were instrumental in setting up that Pan-African Congress in 1945. And it's actually why he was in London, where the first party in Ghana's history called the United Gold Coast Convention, UGCC, heard of Kwame Nkrumah's exploits and invited him back to Ghana to join the party as a general secretary. All right, so to cut on the story short, Nkrumah came in 1948 and became the Secretary General of the United Gold Coast Convention, which was a party started by basically bourgeoisie uh, Africans in Ghana. So when Krumah came and saw, uh, you know, tried, was, was actually, um, his task was to mobilise the masses of the people behind uh, the independence move uh, that the United Gold Coast Convention was pushing forward. And uh, 
he became instrumental in, you know, gathering, using his oratory skills and also using his organisation skills to actually, you know, mobilise the mass of people in Ghana. Okay, but there soon came a, a, a split between himself and the senior members of the UCCG because, you know, Kwame Nkrumah wanted independence now, but the hierarchy of the United Gold Coast Convention wanted independence at the earliest available opportunity. So this is what caused the split, uh, because Kwame Nkrumah saw that these bourgeoisie Africans were not that serious, you know, in gaining independence at first. So Kwame Nkrumah left the United Gold Coast Convention to form his own political party called the CPP, or Convention People's Party, uh, in Salt Pond, uh, which is near the Cape Coast area, in 1949. And to cut the story short, you know, Kwame Nkrumah campaigned of the mantra of independence now, and again using his mobilization skills and his oratory skills that he had learnt in the US and also in the UK, he was able to uh, mobilize the masses of Ghanaian people behind the CPP, who then became uh, you know, the government, because whilst, um, you know, uh, there was elections in 1951 to elect a new uh, uh, legislature under the British colonial rule, and uh, Kwame Nkrumah, uh, basically his party, CPP, won that election, and uh, he became uh, the leader of government business in 1951, and that's when he used his position as leader of government business to actually fast-track uh, the clamour for independence. So again, to cut short and so we start, uh, on March the 6th, 1957, Kwame Nkrumah uh, and the CPP finally, you know, gained political independence for Ghana, where he uttered his famous words, at long last, the battle is ended, and that Ghana, your beloved country, is free forever. He also uttered that the independence of Ghana is meaningless unless it is linked to the total liberation of Africa, understating Nkrumah's Pan-Africanist credentials because he knew that Ghana alone could not swim as a, as a country whilst other countries behind it or around it was under the yoke of white terrorism or white um, supremacy. So fast forward to uh, 1963, where by that time, under Kwame Nkrumah's uh, support for uh, African nationals in Nigeria, in the Congo, in Togo, in, uh, Niger in Benin, you know, uh, in 1963, at the 25th of May, 1963, at the opening of the OAU, the Organization of African Unity, 32 African countries had gained their political independence from their colonial uh, so-called masters. And Kwame Nkrumah made that famous speech that Africa needs to unite, because if not, then Africa will perish. And as we see today, Kwame Nkrumah's words were right, and Africa today is suffering because of its failure to heed Kwame Nkrumah's call for Africa to unite. Had Africa united in 1963 as the United States of Africa, 
that Kwame Nkrumah had envisaged and wanted, Africa would be today a superpower, able to compete with the likes of India, China and the West. Yeah? And Africa, you know, would be far, far much better than it is today had the African leaders at the time listened to what Kwame Nkrumah is saying. So I'm not going to say anything more about the great man Kwame Nkrumah, but to say that, you know, he would be turning in his grave if he saw his brother Ghana, what it is now, you know, a country that, as I mentioned to you, is not independent, and a country that is dependent on others for its survival. And so, like I said, I'm not going to say anything more about Kwame Nkrumah, but you can, you know, get the two uh, podcasts that I uh, originally played last year. I'll leave the links also on this podcast, uh, looking at the life and legacy of Kwame Nkrumah, part one and part two. All right, so for myself, Kwame, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be having a special again, and this time in Africa in focus, looking at Africa and the monarchy in the light of the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. We'll be having a very, very fascinating uh, podcast looking at the legacy of the monarchy and Africa. So, uh, like I said, uh, please uh, support the show by donating as little as one US dollar a month to help us produce some more fantastic content coming out of Africa and also of Ghana. Uh, you can also, like I said, please be a sponsor of a Ghanaian farmer by going on Growth Me Ghana. And also, like I said, uh, two weeks' time on the 30th of September at 10 p.m. UK time, we have a question and answer session via Zoom. You can ask me anything you want about Ghana and I'll, and I'll hopefully answer your question. So I'll leave you the links as to how you can get involved, how to sign up for that or how to join that Q&A session live via Zoom on the 30th of September. So thank you very much for listening uh, to this week's edition of Ghana in Focus for myself, Kwame, and we'll see you in the next edition of Ghana in Focus.